0: I think it might be a good idea at this time, if we try and get into a a kind of four-way hug situation. So, what is it? So, what is it? So,
1: what is it? The Red Wall!
0: hello hello! welcome to so what is it a red dwarf podcast so i hope guys you are all um oiled and slippery and pliant ready for tonight's episode <laughs> um we are doing terraform so say hello dan hello dan say hello matty hello matty and uh, say hello matt hello matt I did it in different orders, confusing them. Um, I'm Matthew. Welcome to So What Is It, a Red Dwarf podcast. Nice to have you on board. Uh, After last week's episode, when maybe some of us were a bit grumpy, um, hopefully this week might see a turnaround. I'm looking at smiling faces, but that may be unrelated to this episode. I don't know. Maybe we should do a quick, quicker scan of our crew here and find out what we initially thought. Matt, are you happy?
2: (laughs) reasonably so yes reasonably happy yeah
0: reasonably so reasonably matty are you reasonably happy or either side of that particular mark i am extremely happy oh that's good This guy, kind of like it yeah dan dan where do you fall i
3: i i fall over laughing i love this show it's brilliant it it was uh it was it was a really good episode it wasn't uh it wasn't classic but it was really really it's red dwarf it was it was doing red dwarf things really really well
0: yeah, I think that's where I am. It was, it was a great little episode of Red Dwarf. As we were talking about last week, the thing I think that lacked were those bookend great moments. And I think this started off with a couple of great scenes had a great scene at the end and a lot of good stuff stuffed in between. So, yeah, I'm reasonably happy too. Yeah, whether we got much theme out of this one, you know, that we haven't talked about before. It really went to town on poor old Rimmer. <laughs> um, again, again, poor old Becky was feeling right. Sorry for him. I mean, Matt, how did you feel about poor old Rimmer? We've said he's tragic, but this has really taken it to the nth degrees, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it, it, it totally did. I, Again, I'm going to have to side with, with Becky. I, I did kind of feel a bit sorry for him. And another kind of Crichton-Rimmer character assassination um, scene, <laughs> which I kind of thought, yeah, okay. Um, yes. Um, that's, yes. Right,
0: that's right. That's fine. I mean, yes, yes. Matty, did you recognise any of those uh, traits on that list? Um, yes, definitely. But Rimmer's definitely been to the gym. I mean, he to be fair... He, to be fair, in Hollow Ship, he showed off a little bit, didn't he? And uh, in this one, he was getting his uh, body out. He, he was, Yeah, he's looking well-toned. That was very jealous. Yeah, it's it's like... true,
2: actually. He did. He did he go did. to the gym he specifically. Did. I, there was a fact
0: on there. Oh. oh, no, watch out. Careful. <laughs> I, 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 my
2: finger
1: is on the button. My <laughs> finger was on finger the button.
2: <laughs> Don't press it. <laughs>
0: Dan, we've talked a lot about before about whether Rimmer was self-delusional, um, and actually, this episode goes some way to answering that question. He does he self-loathe? He's told he does, and then he said he doesn't. I mean, are we anywhere where closer to to answering that question of whether he realizes he's that bad?
3: I, I think he does self-loathe. I think he always has a go at, at arguing. You know, and there was a lot in this that that hark back to justice. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: mm-hmm.
3: Including the
0: line, know oh, that
3: <laughs> one of my favorites yes. <laughs> again. Like in uh, like in other episodes, we've seen you know he has a go at def- like last week against the Inquisitor. He has a go at defending himself, but deep down, yeah, he he he, he probably does loathe himself, and that's sad. But um, there's a lot of comedy in it, sadly, for uh, know, for Rimmer. But for, before I go any further, I did just want to say on the day that we are recording this, um, it is Chris Barry's
1: 61st birthday. Hey. So, Happy, birthday Chris. You, oh, Happy no. birthday, Chris Barry. I know you're listening. Happy
2: birthday, Chris Barry, if you're
1: listening. Yeah, um, I'm sure he's-, he's definitely listening. He's been a subscriber since episode one.
0: Absolutely. Oh, definitely. I mean I'm sure he's writing letters of congratulations to us as we speak. Uh so let's talk about all the good bits that Chris Barry has done in this episode now. What favourite <laughs> bits then? Let's let's pull out our first favourite line of the episode. Matty, I'm gonna go to you first.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, my favourite one is, was um, the, <laughs> the the crane. What?
0: I don't know. Just you laughing made me laugh.
1: No, it's just that you said it, and then I saw Matt just go <laughs> like that, it's just some sort of <laughs> mini fit.
2: I was expecting to be asked first. Oh, were you? I, I was. Know, really? Because he's got four lined up. I However, don't know why you?
3: However, carry on. Expect that.
0: If I Why would you expect
1: if, that? If, if I if I say Matt's if I say Matt's line now, he's going to be so pissed off. T- <laughs> Mine was Crichton. Um, the I remember Mr. Rimmer screaming. I have an image of his face twisted with fear, pain, anguish, dread, absolute mortified. And then cat with Did somebody suggest that he picked
0: up the tap for lunch? Brilliant. <laughs> Hang
1: on.
0: Which one was which one Was Crichton? There, I couldn't quite work it out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, I'll, I'm working on. My... I can do it again if you'd like.
0: No, it's all right. So I'll work, I'll work on that. No, pl- please not <laughs> You can work it uh, out. I, I, sh- Dan, shall I go to Matt? Sh- sh- uh, go no, 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 go, no, Go, through? go to Dan. I'd hate to rob you, mate. I've
2: got lots. No, 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 no. Do because I've got a couple.
0: No, no. Well, you don't need to give a couple. Uh, <laughs> <after> <laughs> ever, <If> give us <laughs> one.
2: Oh,
1: hello, outtakes episode. Just. Jeff- Just in case,
0: episode. I don't know what episode we're on now. Episode thirty odd. Just give us one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, so Dan can go. I've got two. uh, One, um, just in case.
0: Okay, okay, all right, Dan. What are you having said last
3: week? I think we all probably agreed that this wasn't uh, that that wasn't as quotable an episode. This one was. You know, every one of us can can pick something that is that is gold. I think. I'm going to. I'm going to uh, go with uh, Rimmer suggesting that yes, indeed the handmaidens could use uh, sexual persuasion to, uh, to get that, his nuts to crack, uh, so long as they have a large quattro formaggio pizza uh, with extra olives available at the end. You can oil me all you like, you can use your tongues and your full sensual lips to caress my erogenous zones onto a plateau of sexual ecstasy, but I'll tell you now, this nut's not for cracking.
0: Another built on callback. I mean, I was going to come to Absolutely. this. For a moment, so, so, so bear that in mind. Uh, go on, Matt. Come on. What have you got for us? Well, here we go. That was
2: one. That was one of them. So, OK, good. When they're back on Starbucks and Rimmer says, why are you looking at me like that? Like it's my fault.
3: Have you any idea what kind of day I've had? I've been kidnapped, stripped, oiled, menaced, manacled, licked, nibbled, chained, tortured, humiliated. <laughs> and I nearly had a knobbly thing, the size and shape of a Mexican agave cactus, jammed up where only customs men dare to probe. <laughs>
0: you know what? I thought it was so good,
2: I had to write the
0: whole thing down. Well, I, I did as well, and I thought to myself, if I have to read this out, I'm going to cue that quote up ready <laughs> to go over me murdering it. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, no, no, t- <laughs> Fine. Dub me to your heart's content, I don't
0: <laughs> That was a good one. I mean, this episode was riddled with great insults, wasn't it? it? Really and, was. um, mm. So uh, I'm not sure what to go for first, but I'll do one of those. Let's just go, you dank tuft of rectal pubic hair. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> think there, were a, one. there were
2: that many. There were many. That was nasty. Nasty, nasty. <laughs> but I, But yeah, written down and underlined.
0: I think that, we have uh, to my top five insults as well. I mean the most of them in this episode. I mean they're pretty <laughs> of good. They were. <laughs> they were pretty good. But um yes, let's go back to what what um you mentioned, Dan. Um I don't, this may be a good thing, this may be a bad thing, it's just something. I think this is a tipping point in the way they are using jokes that they have used before. Just have a large quattro formaggio pizza with extra olives ready at the end. <laughs> And they're funny. They're still funny. We had cat mm. with another. I've got a suggestion with his uh, mm. jet-packed rocket pants or whatever they were, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with Crichton with his thing. We've got the pizza thing we just mentioned. The oh that, which is a definite sort of like same style joke as we used before. Obviously, what's the other thing, Matty, we were talking about beforehand? Crichton, <laughs> best guess, it's a Simon. Well done. <laughs> well. I know it's not a joke, but it's becoming a running gag. I mean, um, I'm sure. Do
1: you think when they're doing it now, they just accept that it's almost going to be some sort of running joke or something as he's going to say, well, the best guess is, and then it's just going it to is, be a joke. F- it's yeah. funny. He's yeah. done it so many times. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's funny. But it, it does feel as though it's almost reached that point point of right we're doing this now we're going in we're using these jokes a pizza joke we've had before um do you know what i mean i mean would you agree i would completely yeah yeah
3: yeah i I think what i'm enjoying so you know we've had quite a few and actually in several episodes we've had the same joke more than once particularly with cat and coming up with a with a with a plan that that has just two little tiny little problems with it
2: Okay, I say let's get into the jet-powered rocket pants and Junior Birdman the hell out of here.
3: Um, but each time they've done it, they've done it. Well, or has done it really well. And so, it, it, yes, it is a, a, a throwback. Yes, it is now you know part of their shtick, if you will. But um, I'm still enjoying every one of them. I'm not oh, finding it. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not finding it's it's, it's laboured. It's it's still really funny.
0: Yeah, because we had the binary joke as well from Crichton, which is something yes. he's done before. Yeah, the situation was different, and it was a sort of silliness of don't stand around jabbering when you're in mortal peril or yeah. whatever. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, they're just uh, yeah. I mean, it is that discussion we had, isn't it? When does something you lean on um, remain funny, or when does it become, oh, not that again? As we go forward, let, let's, let's see. But it's worth bringing up in the evolution of the program, I think. So, so character-wise, obviously, we just talked a little bit about Rimmer. Yeah, poor old Sol. Um He really is blighted in this, and the, the insults thrown his way <laughs> were terrible. But it does lead to some great scenes. And I'm not sure this troubles my top five, but I, I really think, um, I mean, I know I used to love that. I, I don't think people touch enough. <laughs> 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 that whole scene. Oh, putting the, the hands on brief, the knees, brief, and, brief. You know. <laughs> we'll a four-way hug situation. Which, obviously, guys, hopefully, after the, the, the lockdown easing kicks in, we'll be able to have a four-way hug situation.
3: I, I very much <laughs> look forward to it. People, people don't touch enough
2: Well, we can and, have a barbecue. You can keep your hands away from me, thanks very much.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Um, That's I,
2: I, I, I do understand the, the whole situation and end the whole kind of you know. Uh, there was obviously the theme, you know, men don't show affection stuff. That's not really that true these days. Maybe to a certain point, but men are a lot more affectionate, and you know, do hug a bit more often. I'm not really that fussed, to be perfectly honest. Rather not, you know, if I if I'm honest, if I like somebody, I'll hug them. If it's just like a casual acquaintance, then you know.
0: I think it's still a little bit of a truism. Obviously, um, a few of us—I mean, not that, not Dan as well—but the the three matsketeers here, we all li- work and. And play in sort of like the dramatic world, don't we? Where people maybe are a little bit freer with that sort of thing. <laughs> um, so uh, we were particularly excited of, uh, as well when the music to Copacabana came on because we've all been in the show. <laughs> oh,
2: yes, we we were absolutely. And as we were, we just talked earlier. There was a sort of
0: oh, yeah, kind of thing,
2: and yes, yeah, well, must have shimmying at
0: yeah. Is that, I've got to, Dan, did you see that one? Did you see us in Cobra Cabana or did you miss that little delight? Um,
2: I,
3: I, I think I might have missed it. And I would feel bad, but I'm I'm smarting from the suggestion from Matt that I'm no more than a casual acquaintance. I mean, Matt, come on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but over the years, I've come to think of you as someone I've met.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, we're crossing the screen there.
2: Uh, old, old oh, bless you. I should expect. I should expect a big hug then the next time that I see a, you. A four-person hug. I, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about casual. <laughs> I wasn't talking about yourself. There are, you know, other people that do sh- that should keep their hands to themselves. Indeed. Moving yeah. on.
1: But anyway,
3: Maybe
2: yeah, yeah, yeah
1: Copacabana. Yeah, we were in that. For further information, listen yes. to Corpses on Stage, our other podcast, available on all good podcasting apps. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
0: Uh, So that was a a little... I mean, yes, it's cheesy lift music. uh, Nicely done at the beginning there. Um, What do we think of that little scene? Crashed Starbug again, Matt? (laughs) You know, Crichton in trouble. Yeah,
2: well, I don't don't mind a bit of a Starbug crash, to be perfectly honest. But there were things in that that I thought were hilarious. Things that I thought were really quite disturbing. (laughs) Like So, obviously, Crichton is seriously injured and he's listing his, his injuries... And then there's a massive bit of audience laughter about, you know, how his legs have all been crushed. And I was like, <laughs> and it's like, and and my legs are quite seriously crushed. Cue laughter. And I, I, I was like, that's not that funny. Um, and maybe it was just how he said it. But the thing that really, I don't know if any of you noticed on um, the the screen when it's looking as client's yeah, perspective, absolutely. the different condition colours. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Starting with mauve, moving on to taupe. Taupe, taupe, taupe. I, I say taupe, I think thank you Torp. then to marigold heliotrope
0: cerise and tangerine oh i see I, can, um, I didn't I, on my when i watched it on netflix and i was noting it down i couldn't get the last one it wasn't visible so thanks for clearing that up you're <laughs> very
2: welcome yes and you know and, and i and i'll be honest with you i had to actually look up what heliotrope was but i believe it's kind of red it's
3: mm, a very deep purple i think
0: but um oh I'm is a... it if you looked it up you may be more informed than i well you know yeah, it's, it's, totally it's in the same sort of wheel area isn't
3: it <laughs> i i mean i thought that opening was 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 really was really good mm. um partly for the alert levels um but i i did think the um the the, the creation of the little uh of the little hand robot to go off and, and get help yes. was was quite yes. his very own little lassie wasn't it oh, which yes, set up like, which it's...
0: set up a lovely scene um oh, yeah. again i think we've had tarantulas as an idea before as well haven't we so that's continuity there with uh dave list have we am, am i imagining it we've had tarantula stuff before haven't we
2: i don't know when you said that i kind of thought
0: oh is that
2: a, is that a new thing I, I don't know maybe i've forgotten yeah Matty, I have we gonna, had that before
1: if we have then i've forgotten because i don't remember anything about tarantulas maybe okay, it's just then. me
0: remembering well, this one uh from be. the past <laughs> yeah it could well be. It does become a little bit of a, uh, a heliotropic mix in my mind, I have to say. <laughs> but, but, talk, but talking of that scene, leading on... I'm oh, sorry, Matt. Did you want to finish off on Crichton now? Or were you no, I was just going to say, when here?
1: Crichton was doing there, the bit that really freaked me out was the fact he was lying there with his eyeball hanging out. Didn't anyone find that a little bit weird? That, that creeped me <laughs> yeah. out a bit. His eyeball was just hanging straight out. I mean, obviously, it came to the glove, but that was quite... You know, that was very... What's that film? Hostile. It was like that.
0: Uh, I mean, I didn't say I wouldn't say it creeped me out. I th- I found the whole thing amusing. Really. Yeah, that
1: that <laughs> explains you very well. You see, some hanging
0: out, just going. I find that quite amusing, to be honest. I well, know. Just the, the, the whole scene was meant to be amusing. Was. Yes. We, we, we know he's going to be okay. We've got Copacabana playing and Move Alert.
2: <laughs> it was like a little, you know? yes, a little kind of like techno cousin it thing crawling around. You know, wasn't it from Yeah. Adam's Family, another show that we've been in, yes. Got it all coming up,
0: yeah. It did lead on towards uh, what I felt was a very worthy scene, and and it was the type of thing I felt was missing from last week. We had the opening last week with the Trojan War stuff, but this was a a great little moment with Lister and Kat, I thought, really cleverly done. Did Dan, did you... uh, you're nodding i think or going to sleep i I, I really
3: did but before we get into uh before we get into um lister and cat i thought holly was great i really really enjoyed you know it's when she said um well i don't want to spread any panic or alarm (laughs) And so, stop talking. (laughs) I just thought that was a great, great pause. Really, really
2: good. Yeah, the way that she said, quite sinisterly, you know, the thought of it crawling over your clammy, naked, helpless helpless body. body. Yes. Yes. Tarantulas.
3: I mean, you've never been overly fond of them as a species, have you? Well, no. And the prospect of waking up and finding one crawling over your clammy, naked, helpless body is always (laughs) a kind of. Cold dread.
0: Well, yeah. What are you trying to say to me, Holly?
3: I'm saying it might not be your night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, oh, Holly, you bitch. They're the words I wrote down. Plenty
2: naked
3: helpless body. (laughs) (laughs) What are you (laughs) saying? I'm saying it might not be your night. I just yeah. thought she, she didn't have a lot in this episode. We've said it before, but she really, she, she, she really, really was good.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were, we were talking. I've, again, I always reference what I've just been editing. We've just put out Dimension Jump, and in that episode, we said, "Oh, this was about the right level of Holly." She had some funny lines. She cropped up a few times. This felt the same to me. It felt like she was present. Yeah. Yes, rather, I thought so. Yes. I thought. Um, but yeah, so it moved on to that lovely scene. <laughs> yeah, as you were talking about like that typing one-handed
3: uh, typing very well one-handed fair play um but yeah no really really good yeah I probably my favorite was uh, you know the ability to capitalize with one hand as well good good well well good typing um <laughs> but yeah I think the cat cat winter turns around and says yeah but you haven't seen it
0: yeah. <laughs> everything I mean each line was well constructed I thought yeah. it was <laughs> you're typing out setting up home in my joy department <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and actually you know censoring the swearing <laughs> yes I mean there's all good stuff <laughs> saying hello as well it was just all tittery amusing I mean for me Mattis did you like that one I, I mean did. have you ever played those dumb adventure games <laughs>
2: Potion from Gandalf, the Master Wizard. That's what I usually do. <laughs> I, have,
1: I, do
0: I, I do. get those ones. So yeah, no, that was that was funny. That made me laugh. Yeah, I just love. I just love both their expressions in that scene. So a great when, little scene.
2: When Kat said about the kind of like buy a potion from Wizard of the in an Adventure Game, I just imagined you two and I'm talking about Matthew and Dan playing that sort of thing around that
0: time, and that made made me really <laughs> chuckle. Oh, the old fashioned then when the program came out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that little scene. I mean, to be honest, it slipped my mind that scene until I started watching it. So that was a nice little one to to bring back in. Right. So so cat. As we were talking about the cat, how did we get on? Because he he went. I don't want to say he went quiet, but he didn't have loads and loads to do until. I mean, I want. I almost wanted to save this. I think it's one of my favourite lines. I should have gone in there with my favourite line when he says Go on, say it. Go
2: on. Treat yourself. Say it. Go on. It's true. They really do care about you.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. That was a good one. That's brilliant. That's one of his best lies.
3: (laughs) I thought he had some he didn't do lot, as you say, but I thought he had um whereas I think last week it was um he was popping up and saying cat things and it felt a little bit formulate This week, I think they had a little. It, it just felt a little bit more varied, uh, but he did. He did pop in, and he did. He did pop in with some zingers when after Crichton's talked about, you know, his best guess. This is a side moon, He he did declare this. This seems like one of those twelve under twelve change of underpants trips, which you know was a
0: good one. Yeah, I mean, I, again, it, I feel as though that's a sort of a, a sort of joke. Brown trousers. Time he's used before, hasn't he? So, is that similar sort of thing? It's used before, and in that same scene. The uh, references to Lister's laundry basket, which has obviously come up a couple of times before. So, yeah, yeah, so that adds to that sort of like, oh, we're using these things that we have built up yeah. before.
2: Um, yeah, that was horrible. That was, it was funny, <laughs> but, but really quite horrible. Unbearable stench, animal noises and squelchy underfoot.
0: But, but even simple lies like, oh, that's sick. I'm talking about going to Rimmer's mind. I mean, yeah, he was a good presence, the, the cat. I, I enjoyed him here. Um, so, but what do we think about the actual concept itself, Matty? What did you think about the concept, the Psy Moon? <laughs> I
1: th- I, th- I thought it was very um I thought it was very Doctor Who. It was very, the, the the idea was very uh, do- it, uh, the episode in general kind of screamed Doctor Who to me, um and I liked the idea of it. I thought it was quite clever. I like I liked especially like the graveyard where everything was kind of in tombstones and things. I thought that was. Quite well done, I,
0: I, I, sir. I think I found a metaphor.
1: Oh, it <laughs> was great. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I like the idea of the Simon. That
2: was good. I liked the. I liked the when it was like the swamp of the, the despair. You could hear the frogs in the background going oh, yes, yeah. That was that was that was very clever. Very clever.
0: So I mean, I mean, I think for me, just talking to you guys, I mean, I sort of knew it was already coming in, but yeah, there's so many nice little lines and bits. In this episode, somehow it doesn't quite stand out as one of the greatest ever, but yet there's so many cool little yeah. bits in it. I mean, talking yeah. about the graveyard, the the stupid tiny charm gravestone. <laughs>
2: I know. <laughs> oh, it's a little, great dinky touch. Little thing.
0: It's a great touch.
2: The
3: Rimmer's
1: mum's head on
3: it.
0: And um, also,
1: so talking about that. um, uh, that actual set um building up something. Matt's facts so um oh, god, you escalated.
0: <laughs> oh so... my god Oh no.
1: there we go well, i put matt so it could be any one of us um so the scene where they're pedaling across in the water where do you think what studio do you
0: think that that was filmed on well i don't know i was going to sort of say to you guys it feels as though it's quite expansive all of a sudden there's a lot of model work they're, they seem to be mm-hmm. in a different place um, it feels like money's being spent and we've said this before about this series but yeah it felt like they're doing more things than ever before what was the question? But, <laughs> where do you, well I can tell you that was not built specifically for that scene
1: that was already a ready built set for another television show that they used
0: Ooh. checkers Place pop
1: it was actually from the crystal maze
0: that was actually filmed that's in That's what the- I meant. A game show, oh, that's where I was going.
1: <laughs> yeah, that bit was. For the, that bit and the whole lake and everything was actually in the Crystal Maze um, area. And uh, a lot of where the uh, bushes and things were were
0: literally covering the props from the Crystal Maze set. Oh, nice. Very good. I, I was quite obsessed with the crystal maze around the same time yeah if you if
1: you look at it you, you will you will recognize it if you imagine like i've, I've
0: actually
2: i've actually driven past the set i believe it's in essex it's in
1: poland it's in now world world.
2: isn't it yeah. well back in the day
1: mm-hmm. back in the day the, yeah. New, yeah. the new series is in poland there you go another thing that
0: place. <laughs> <aspects. laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, um, yeah, I've got I've got more facts as well. But that and it comes into the conversation, you'll hear the effect. But please continue.
0: We may have to limit you. Um, <laughs> I know I like the way you pluralised it, Matt's facts, rather than fact <laughs> of the week. It's how Matt's
2: well. Facts. Well, the thing is, I gave I gave a fact earlier on. I didn't get a fanfare. You'll have to pop one. You'll have to. Matt's facts. There you go. It's a bit late now. <laughs> I should I, I get Miss, Mr. Maisie to pop it in in post.
0: I'll I, I try to forgive you a fanfare, if I can spot the fact. <laughs> I don't remember
2: what
0: it was, Dan. Actually, I can't either, but never mind. <laughs> I'll stop your putrid whining, you dunked-up to pubic hair. Damn, I've already done that one.
3: <laughs> there were a few others available, to be fair. Only this morning you referred
0: to me as a cancerous polyp on the anus of humanity. <laughs> In an affectionate way. Lister, how was Lister's episode, Dan?
3: I thought Lister had a good episode. I thought he was—he um, had some. Well, he had he had some good lines, but um, it was it was it wasn't about him this week, and I think that was fine. And I think what's good with the way that they've written it is it doesn't have to be. Well, and we've said this before too. You don't feel like when it's an episode about somebody else, everyone else sort of needs to be crowbarred in. So I think Lister helped it move along really nicely and and let it
0: be about about Rimmer. Um, well, it, it was, but we, we, had, we did have we had the the typing scene, obviously, and we've yeah, yeah, we talked about the scene at the end where they're all hugging. So, yeah, he was an integral part in that sense, even though we were focusing on Rimmer's mind. So, definitely had a, a good scene. But it, I think it does lead me a little bit to because um, we've forgotten last week we didn't have a specific segment because it was the whole show, but um, <laughs> things that maybe didn't work for us, maybe. It felt a bit fresher at the time, but the DIY joke of things being left out when you make something, um, that joke by this stage in our lives has been used so much, it's, it's just not funny anymore. But whether it was particularly funny then, I can't recall if I'd seen it lots by then or whether it's an early usage of such a joke. I don't know. I mean, mm, what do you guys think? It a side gag, didn't it, for,
3: for um, Crichton walking into the cockpit backwards
0: and then so Yeah, oh, it I did. did. It, really it made up. use of it. Yeah, yeah, there was use made of it, but that's sort of like, oh, there's always something left over when you do do DIY. That, that's been laboured to death, that joking, uh, generally around, you know.
2: I th- I think it has now, but like we're talking like, you know, almost, almost 30 years ago. I don't think, yeah, that's I think what it I'm asking, sort of I'm wondering. It, it would have had a relative freshness back then.
0: It's like the internet history type joke. I mean, if you go back to sort of like The Office, when there's sort of like David Brent's learning how to, to oh, oh can you erase that history? It's sort of like... It was a new thing then, but that joke's been done to death now, and it's, that sort of mm-hmm. thing isn't very amusing. I don't, you know, to our modern eyes is what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's all I'm asking is whether it would have been fresh back then or not. Anything? Anyone else got anything else that maybe they thought, yeah, not this is the bit that didn't quite work for me this week?
2: I think that it, they've been mentioned, um, and I think everybody else thought that they were all right, but it was the couple of repetitive things i didn't find that that great to be perfectly honest i didn't mind the concept of cat coming up with the um jet rocket pants junior birdman thing and then crying doing there. there's two things wrong with that so um and i just thought that was only a couple of, a couple of weeks ago mm. but you know it, that wouldn't have been the, the case and with Rimmer's oh that but that was funny i didn't i didn't mind that
0: yeah it's difficult because it's the mm. third or fourth usage isn't it of the the the, the two suggestions, the two things wrong with your suggestion. But again I think yes. they did put a slightly they're trying to put a different spin on it a little bit. Um yeah. with, you know, a crimp on an otherwise brilliant plan. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean I mean it's like it, it's the case of, you know, having to having to find things. I mean I I I liked this episode, you know, I, I didn't knock my socks off. But um there was as you said there's so many more Sort of quotable moments and little funny funny things that happened this week much more so than the previous week's episode much more so but this episode is really not very well received at all the rating of it is very very poor well, I don't, and I, don't care about that. but who knows that's what the one that's what I'm saying um, I always look at that after even you know it doesn't change my opinion of the fact that I still think it, it, it was a, a good
0: episode. It makes no oh, sense. Was, Whose rating was, is this? It was on. Yeah, but who, who, when it's saying it's not very well received, who's it talking about? Aunt Flo? I mean, what is...
2: Okay, look at my fingers in inverted commas. It says viewers rated this as as the weakest episode of the series.
0: Well, we those be, viewers can go and jump. Did those
2: well, viewers, viewers last, last week? week well oh, exactly. that's why wikipedia is editable pop in and edit that out of
0: it i think i might i might say if you go and listen to so what is it redwood podcast i think you'll find and i'll tell you where you're wrong i think you'll find <laughs> <laughs> just pop
2: in that sand clip of Rimmer going wrong 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 you know, <laughs>
0: brimming over with wrong ability
2: that's the one
0: <laughs> indeed uh, it's all subjective as we know Matt has been wrong on many occasions and we allow him to be so for god's sake um, barely anything, talking anything about, in this episode talking
1: about jokes that are being overused i
0: mean matt talking about me now oh when i edit stuff stuff out you wouldn't know because you don't listen um
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> too
3: shy
2: wow
0: wow well, okay fair enough i was going to
2: Matt, you asked for that one you i did i did
0: didn't I? I was asking for that to be fair To see if there's anything you felt wasn't quite for you this week i mean We've mentioned most of the funny stuff and you've been okay with it, so none of those. Anything else? Anyone? No, I'm asking you. What are you asking <laughs> <and> me? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. <laughs> oh, that helpful answer.
1: <laughs> um, no, I, I liked it. I thought this was a good episode. I'm not even going to lie. I think this was one of my favorite. No, fam- I know.
0: I know. But this, this is what we do. We say it's a good episode and then trying to find something. Known. Yeah, no, very true. Um I To fill them to fill the minutes. Exactly.
1: Um but no, I, I like I liked the episode. I can't think of too much as wrong with it. For me, my favourite bit about this was like the sets and everything, and yeah, I can't and that's one of my main things I really liked about it, so I can't think of something I didn't like, to be honest.
2: Stop your putrid whining, you
0: I mean, anything else we want to to bring up? Because we you know, we've covered ground quite quickly. Uh, we've talked about the storyline. We've talked about um, pretty much all the oh, all, oh Crichton, right? Crichton. <laughs> it, it's Cat and the Crichton. Uh, it didn't not work for me, but it made me giggle for the wrong reasons. When they were repairing Crichton, did you see what Cat was doing? He just kept he just kept moving his arm and testing the bend in, in his elbow <laughs> for about. The whole scene—he <laughs> just get <laughs> twisted his hand, turning it around. <laughs> that made me giggle. Yeah. Like, do, do something else, Danny. Come on. <laughs> oh, no, um, But it was—it's was it's, it's like,
2: it's like the cat. Do it. That's like a cat, you know, going up to a Christmas tree and just kind of <laughs> whacking one bauble for ages. That's you know that was but, that was what I thought that was
0: about. No, it was really funny. The director's gone just look busy, look busy repairing Crichton. <laughs> so he did. Also, uh, um,
1: an, an, another random um, fact. I won't press the button so you don't. everyone hates me, doesn't hate me too much. Um, but the self-loathing creature was actually an unused alien from Doctor Who. Oh, really? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, I am. I have double-checked that one. Self-loathing creature was an, an unused designing creature from Doctor Who. So there you go. Do you mean, need
0: more do you
1: mean
2: the unspeakable one? The yeah, unspeakable right. one. Yes, and actually, I have a, a fact about that. They only used Max facts. There you go. You got one. Lovely. <laughs> they only used the top of its head and the bottom of its legs because apparently that they felt that that it gave it more, made it more okay. sinister. The actual thing shown in in full shot they thought looked a bit pathetic, so they decided to not use it. And the
1: unspeakable one was also voiced by Chris Barry. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: think that
1: yeah. 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 I mean, it's obvious, but yeah. You know.
3: In that scene, and I didn't want to steal anybody's uh, thunder or, indeed, facts. And I know you don't have a jingle for me, but I'm going to say it anyway. I can give you Jan, no, do you want
1: a jingle? <laughs> Dan, do you want? A... I was going to say <laughs> Jan, You want what? a jingle? You've got. it's dingle.
2: got to be fair, you've
3: dingle. got to do a dance fact. Uh, I looked up the two handmaidens who'd done the, uh, who done who were doing the oiling. Oh, I bet you did, you uh, dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, one of them, Sarah Stockbridge, was apparently the muse of Vivian Westwood in the late 80s. She was, uh, she was a catwalk model, um, but she was also in Interview with a Vampire, and Bridget Jones' diary. The
0: uh-huh. other one
3: was Francine, Francine Walker-Lee, who played a tied-up nurse in Nuns on the Run. Uh, but sadly a died in 1995. Don't worry, she died in 1995? Oh. She's credited in, on IMDb uh, as handmaiden in this episode of Red Dwarf,
0: tied-up nurse in Nuns on the Run. Oh, I'm sure yes, she's uh... many
3: other wonderful things,
1: but not televisually.
0: Well, and, I'm assuming she was a, a model of some kind then, rather than an yes, actress, yes. per se.
1: And on that note... nun's fact! <laughs> no. Man's fact. No, I said dance fact. Dance <laughs> fact. did you hear me? I...
3: <laughs> this is more out than take this
0: episode. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Right, I'm I, I'm trying not to bring facts in. It's it's becoming a fact fest, isn't it? Fact fest
2: <laughs> fact <laughs> <fast>. <laughs> Um oh Well, I'm
0: dear.
1: out of, I'm out of facts now, so
3: does anyone have? Uh, does anyone have some more choice insults? Because I think there were so many. I think we should try. Well, do I've, I've got
0: you're a cancerous polyp on the anus of humanity.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you you blob of tuberculotic sputum.
0: Oh yeah, very nasty.
1: Yeah.
0: Excremental smear. <laughs> Indeed,
3: there was an awful lot of it. It was they were they were they were fast and loose with them, but uh, yeah, Rimmer, Chris Barry, just 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 stands there and takes it with that sort of, you know, smug, self-satisfied so look on his face most of the time, doesn't he? What is there one could possibly loathe about me? Uh, would you like the list, sir? It's yeah, the, he does. Well, I've said it before, it's the defence mechanism. I think, yes, you asked right at the top, is he, does he loathe himself? Is he aware of this stuff? Yes, he is. But at the front of his mind, he has to have that veneer and that defence because otherwise, you know, he, he would he would live his life mentally on assignment.
1: Well, there's the fact that you were despised by your parents for failing to achieve their standards, the fact that your three brothers were all such high-flyers in the Space Corps, and you ended up servicing chicken soup machines, there's your (laughs) your inability to form long-term relationships with anyone, your cowardliness, your lack of charm, honour, or grace, and the awful knowledge that throughout your entire life, no one has ever truly liked you because you are so fundamentally
0: unlikable. (laughs) Oh, that!
3: I did wonder what who on earth would invent a Sci moon? What what could possibly I mean be
0: Crichton it? had plenty of examples of Sci moons. It wasn't like just the one. I mean in some cases this happens. In other cases this happens. So they're quite common then, these Sci moons. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I'm amazed they haven't bumped into one so far. I mean, season five, why haven't we seen more of them? My guess is this is a Sci
0: moon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's, it's, it, he did Concoct quite a, a place for Himself I mean he did manage to get the, the Rubbing of the nipples and being oiled so it Wasn't all bad It um, wasn't, But no. it,
3: it was you know there were we've Talked about some of the throwbacks to various different Pieces but it, it was quite reminiscent Obviously of better than life um, In terms mm. of you know Rimmer's, Everyone starts really well And then Rimmer's psyche takes over and starts Undermining him
0: yes, obviously, yeah. this,
3: mm. We just went straight with that uh, we just went straight into it. So it, I think you know Grant Naylor, two guys who, who are still writing it at this point, they have some really good ideas and really good concepts. We talk about them. But when they sort of perhaps either they have more ideas and they could fit into one episode or they think, no, we could do some more with that. They're not afraid to come back and find a way of doing that without, I think, certainly uh, at this point, it feeling like they're going over overall ground. So I think we've, we've no. pointed five, four or five things that, that do hark back but actually, I still
0: think this episode felt fresh. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you there, Miladikins. Um <laughs> Wow. <laughs> something else they Loved built that. upon. It. I've never heard Miladikins before. I wrote <laughs> it down. I, li- I liked that very much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
2: Even man. when the Unspeakable One appears, he's like, um, Rimmer says, Boy, am I glad to see you. There's obviously been some sort of gigantic uh, administrative cock up. <laughs> you know, that's. I had a. Um, bit of a moment with this episode and which um, Ma- Matthew actually knows about um, the the scene at the very end with the swashbuckling Rimmers uh, fighting the take that bitterness take that mistrust and stuff uh, take that self-doubt the music in the background was very very recognisable the da 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 um, I thought that oh that's from a movie and thinking it was instantly, it, it was one of like John Williams' scores or something. Took me forever to find out what it was called. Drove me insane, literally, literally for 10 minutes. To the point where I actually... Forever remember, and
0: 10 uh, minutes, at the, at the, or
2: somewhere in between. Matt. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 actually, <laughs> I rang um, Matt and said, it's driving me mad because I played it to my partner. And uh, he was like, oh yes, I know that, I know that. And I said, well, if you know it, what's it called? turns out it's called Reach for the Stars by Richard Richard Harvey, which then obviously led to lots of S Club 7-related hilarity.
1: I was going to say, S Club 7 did a really good cover version of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But um, so we've so covered a lot. And actually, if I may, and we do a last quick roundup of bits, although I, I feel as though we've maybe mentioned most of them. What you just said, Matt, was I was saving... The, I, I just love the line, Take that, self-doubt! <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, great. I do like that. Quickly th- done. Chris Sorry, Baron
3: man. Himself in when he has the opportunity to to do something slightly different, doesn't he? You know, he does. He, he yeah, he does that very very well.
0: You yeah, got any and- more down to, to throw us?
3: I think probably one, one of my other, that We a lot of them have been picked up as we've been as we've been going. But uh, L- Listers turning around and saying oh, that that's gone right up my flagpole. That has. is, I'm saluting that one. I just, it was a lovely line. i just really, really, really good. The idea of, I'll run this idea up your flag. No, it, it took it all the way. Well, that, that comes
0: you out, of, I mean, we've been, been full of film references, haven't we? Um, and even mentioning uh, the Dimensions Jump today, we didn't even talk about, you know, Top Gun or anything like that when we were reviewing that episode. But there's been so many good film episodes. That's a line that comes out of 12 Angry Men, the, the flagpole. One of the one of the jurors in that sort of says, "Oh, let me run this up the flower pole, see if anyone salutes it." So may, it may not be a direct lift, but it sort of wouldn't surprise me if that was where they had got it from, considering all the film stuff that it, they tend to like. But They're yeah, quite nice, well watched, nice aren't they? I mean, I, which I as yeah. a film version of well read. They 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 have they have, they have well viewed. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> well observed. Well observed. Um, yeah, Matty, anything else you would like to? You know, put up the flagpole here.
1: <laughs> but no, no, no. I th- I think we've we've gone through everything on that one. It was a good one,
0: Matt. I'll give uh, you a final yeah, word. Yeah, I, I,
2: yeah. I was going to actually say, but it, it was what you said in the introduction about women being slippery and, and pliant. I thought <laughs> I thought that was that was that was really funny. Um, yeah, that was very amusing. I was kind of annoyed that you said that, but I let it. Go.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I have to open with something, I suppose, but um. Yeah. You yeah. did the same thing last week. I you know, it was
2: one of the things <laughs> I was going
0: to say, and I was like,
2: "Right, next week we have to go to
0: Matt first. So long as you can promise only I, to do one. Okay, next week, next week, I'm, i I will say hello and welcome you first, and and just say, get, hit us now, hit us now with a line you want to say.
3: <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't think people touch
1: enough, sir. I think people should touch more. I love you, Arnie.
0: I knew last week's was a dip. I think probably I was a a bit harsh in it last week although i still feel it was probably the weakest we've come across so far um i'm glad between us we feel a bit more jolly about this um nice to have a laugh with you guys tonight so but, but i think we'll say goodbye shall we so um it's goodbye from me matthew it's goodbye from me matt it's goodbye from me matty and it's goodbye from me dan see you later everyone
1: bye, bye. bye. bye.
0: that 我想...